Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's do an Australian Open update thanks to Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar landing soon. Brett Phillips is on the line. Have you got an answer, Brett, to how we try and stop matches going deep into the morning? Oh, look, it's the toughest sport, uh, Matt, because there's no definitive uh, end time. It's it's so unique in that aspect. You, you just play until the match finishes. I mean, we don't get this... We don't get this all the time. Um, you know, I'm trying to go back and, and think uh, how many times we go to this sort of excess well into the early hours. Uh, you know, it's not uncommon uh, for the Australian Open, uh, New York with the US Open to be going to you know, probably 1am, 2am sometimes. So this is uh, just one of those circumstances. And yeah, it's not ideal for everyone involved at the tournament, but it's sort of, it's a unique part as well of, uh, of tennis, is that <laughs> there's no clock. Uh, the clock is when the players decide to finish the match. And uh, it's, it, it is the way it is. So, you yeah. know, I, I think it, it's okay. It's, it's, not, uh, it's not a disaster as far as I'm concerned. I'm with you, and I, and I view it too, as you say, when there's no clock. I mean, obviously the clock's ticking on the match time, and we see that. And obviously mm. for those sitting us at home, when we're like, oh, i got to go to bed, you know. But it's funny, isn't it, because... The arena that they're playing in is almost like a casino. You know, you know, casinos don't want you to know what time it is because they don't want you to know when you need to no. leave. And that's what it's like for these players. Yet Andy Murray has been pretty forthright with what he said. Now, I don't know how much of that came out because he was so tired and he just wanted to get to bed and get over and done with. But I would have thought that his approach would have been a little bit more even-handed around the fact that this can happen and this is the unique part of what tennis is all about. Yet he's saying we're going to have to look at this, you know, you just can't have this scenario. I would have thought that that would be a different approach from Andy Murray. I don't know your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, I agree. And obviously there's lots of factors here. I mean, the broadcasters pay big money and they want certain slots. And obviously that fits around, you know, their own commitments I mean, if you started the if you started the day session at ten, do you bring the night session forward to six? That doesn't suit television. Mm. They were running news services at that time, and you know, seven seven thirty is prime time, and the match started. I think what about ten o'clock uh, last night? So you're not going to can the match with a full stadium there, uh, because there's the danger it might go to four a.m. That's the unknown. I mean, it yeah. could have been straight sets last night, and we're out by midnight, and no one's talking about it. So. You know, I, I think it's just one of those circumstances with uh, tennis, with um, even the French now have got, you know, night sessions. I mean, quite extraordinary. They start their night I think they start their night sessions in the first year at 9pm. I mean, that's not uncommon for Europe, of course. Uh, they just get going at 9 o'clock, uh, heading out on the town, uh, Matt. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's... I think it's uh, it's it's okay. Uh, it didn't suit Andy playing another massive long match, but I mean, what he pulled out last night was just uh, just phenomenal. I couldn't quite go the whole journey. I thought, no, he's going to be done here, and to wake up and see that he won in five, I'm just still shaking my head to be honest. What does Thanasi Kokonakis take away from that? Well, I think he t- he takes away from January that I know I can play. 
but he should have put him away last night, really. I mean, he just left the door open for Andy to bring all his experience and just, you know, stay engaged. Because he, he, he could see the other side was getting a little tight and then he was getting really frustrated because he had Murray right in the cusp of his hand there. So there's there's so many factors that are going to go into, you know, Kokonakis getting better. I'm listening to Darren Cale in commentary last night and I'm thinking to myself, Matt, that'd be perfect. Because Fanasi has had his long-time coach, Todd Langman, they're like brothers, since he was seven. And it's that team around who, you know, I, I, I think another voice like Darren would be superb. And he could see what was unfolding and how he would have, you know, sat down and approached Fanasi and, and work through the scenario at hand. And here is Darren sort of coaching players all around the world, which is fantastic. Um, but gee, we need him back here. He's the best coach um, going around, and he'd be mm. perfect for a guy like Kokonakis to get from 50 to 100 to zero to 50. Uh, is he working as hard on everything? And I think another voice is probably needed in the camp, just to add to what they've got. Yeah, and the phone book too, hey? When you go to Darren Cahill's phone book, there's at the top of the list under AA, Andre Agassi with all that time. So you, you've got the, the tap-in of all of that knowledge and experience. You, you're spot on on that. So we've got two left, mate. We've got the demon who goes through against Manorino and the story of Alexi Popperin. You and I spoke about the danger man that is Taylor Fritz. Well, Alexi didn't read that script and he's uh, knocked him out of the tournament. What an effort, what a performance and how about the emotion? It was uh, it was incredible. It was definitely the win of the day. We started our coverage at seven last night, so we got the uh, the last bit of it, and it was it was the best live sport that I, I think I've watched. Uh, the emotion and and the level that he he brought yesterday. And I remember having a chat to you yesterday about how he was, he was going to attack that game. You wanted him to take Fritz on, and boy, oh boy, he got to the net an incredible amount of times that I haven't seen the uh, sorry seen Alexi do. He's normally anchored more to that baseline. And look, it was power yesterday, but it was aggressive net play. He really, uh, he took the game on, took some risks and uh, and made, uh, you know, Taylor have to find a way past him. And he brought a great attitude. And this is what we've been crying out for, for Alexi. Because he, to me, appeared just a little laconic at times. As if, you know, the junior's uh, success is just going to transfer to the pros. And I can bring this big game, it's just going to work. Well, no. <laughs> you've got to bring more than that. And he rolled the sleeves up. And I think he walks away thinking, okay, now I know now I know what's required to beat these guys and I've got to maintain that level. So yeah, it was it was pretty emotional uh, watching that yesterday. So he's had he's had two four hour matches, hasn't he, BP? And and he's scheduled to take place in the doubles, which gets underway today. We've got thirteen Australians in action in the doubles. Mm. Do you think he'll continue to to juggle those? I haven't seen anything otherwise. No, no uh, word on a withdrawal. I mean, it's late in the day, so there's some time there that that could possibly change, depending how he wakes up today and recovery and everything else. Uh, you know, a lot of players uh, like to play a little bit of dubs during the Grand Slam, just keep themselves sharp, right? Rather than just go out on the practice court, obviously it doesn't take as much out of you. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll wait and find out mm. uh, later today whether um, he does uh, maybe give that the Kyber just to really focus on what. You know, the, the side of the draw he's in. I mean, you know, <laughs> there's so many seeds that have knocked out. I mean, he's a chance to maybe be a Grand Slam semi-finalist.
Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, the way that it's all falling up, uh, falling uh, on that side of the draw. You're right. So day five gets underway. Round three, uh, I ran through the session, the day session on Rod Laver Arena. And then tonight, so we've got Madison Keys and Victoria Azarenka uh, first up. And then Medvedev against Sebastian Corda. Plus, uh, later on this afternoon or probably early this afternoon, Stefano Tsitsipas back in action. Yeah, it's a good day, isn't it? Um you know, Sitsi Pass should win comfortably, I think, against Greekspoor on uh, centre court. Uh, and then Coco Goff will play on Rod Laver and Igish Fiontek, the world number one, almost at the same time over on Margaret Court Arena. So we think both of those on paper should get through pretty comfortably. And this is the quarterfinal or fourth round that, you know, we certainly uh, certainly wanted. And we appear to be on track for that. I mean, Hercat Shapovalov tonight is, uh, is a great battle. Two guys that want to go a little bit further. Francis Tiafo. Yeah, but Medvedev quarter, now that's a huge match. I mean, Seb quarter showed against Djokovic in Adelaide that he can play against these guys. So it'd be a massive breakthrough if he could uh, take that skill. So yeah, there's mouthwatering matches uh, everywhere. Even Rybakina and Collins, that'll be a great battle on uh, Kia Arena uh, for the right to play um, Iga Sviantec uh, going forward. Has Danielle checked the rule book again? Has she, because <laughs> she thought the match was over in the tiebreak the other day, didn't she? Yeah, there's always a lot going on. Her her matches are emotional. Uh, There's a little bit of drama. There's uh, chats with the chair umpires. There's a lot going on. And then she sort of, once she gets out of that zone, it's just a different uh, person. But uh, she's got a a white light fever. All those days of college with the rah-rah, she's carried into the pros. But uh, she's a a good watch as well. Good stuff, mate. Enjoy today. Thank you. Cheers. Brett Phillips there with our Australian Open update. Thanks to Kia, a pinnacle of engineering. The Kia EV6 GT is the most powerful Kia ever crafted.